on maynard.com.au. Hey, you! I am on this program. I am on this... Pro- I can't believe... This is Barry Crocker talking. They have locked me in the studio with a guy called Maynard who has a funny haircut. My God, what am I doing here? The Star Wars Holiday Special. Starring Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Harrison Ford as Han Solo. His father, Itchy. His son, Lumpy. With special guest stars, Beatrice Arthur on the Star Wars Holiday Special. Coming to you live from the Glebe Parklet, it's a very unemployed Christmas. I think it's the poverty edition, Maynard, to the point where I'm dropping my uh, stage name. Tony Push is being dropped for economic reasons, and I'm simply Mark O'Brien. That's right, it's the voice of Mark O'Brien as Tony Push in A Very Unemployed Christmas. Coming to you from the Glebe Parklet in Glebe Point Road. Now, as you know, I have spent a few uh, Christmases with Tim Ferguson, but he basically has a job. He has a couple of them, and I have none. He is completely unavailable through to 2017. We couldn't get him. This is Christmas, the poverty edition. So we're forced to do this podcast sitting here in the Glebe Parklet, which is in the middle of the road in Glebe Point Road, just near the Cafe Fru-Fru, where we do a lot of our taping. It's a nascent stage, mate. Excuse me, I'm eating some beans. It's a nascent stage. It's funny that I have actually parked the park in a parking space. You've got Deli's Thai, you've got the uh, delicious pizza, Madame Fru-Fru, the suspicious tobacconist, and then you've got Glebe Liquor on the corner there. There's also a sign that says no stopping, which pretty much sums up this time of year. It's the uh, spun-out time of year, December. Hey, Bushy, what are you going to get a drink? We have a drink while we're waiting here. Yeah, good idea. You're actually feasting on a Christmas feast as we speak. Yeah, I've got four bean mix, uh, no added salt, and I've also got some multi-grain bread. This will probably be the last Christmas special we make. I've got to say, I've been down on a few Christmases before, but I am the most down this Christmas. Poverty edition. But to cheer you up, we've got people who actually have enthusiasm for life in the show. You'll be hearing from Christopher Laird. Now that's a topic I think I can relate to rather well. George Harab. Ho, ho, ho. Rob Darby from the Dumb Down Atheist podcast. It's your old reactionary stereotype redneck type friend. And we might get something from Tim Ferguson, even if we had to play something that he's already said. I'm leaning against Boz Skaggs. We've got a wealth of Tim on tape. Plus music from The Go-Go's, the English 60s version, and Mr B, the Gentleman Rhymer. We've got him on tape as well. Uh, He's not lying. Is he lying? A bit of chap hop from Mr B, the Gentleman Rhymer. It's Mr B's Christmas album. One of the major challenges of the wintertide is to extricate the general feeling of dismalness inside. Putting up decorations and sending each other cards is all well and good, but times can be hard. Mr B, the Gentleman Rhymer. You enjoy a bit of this while we go... Get a drink. Talk about our fear and dread of tinsel lights and parties. Suddenly, like a 
Isn't that Christmassy? Okay, Tony Push, we've spoken a few times about what are you hoping for presents this year? What are you giving? I have no money. No one is getting anything from me and I don't want anything from anyone. You're not like getting a voucher for iTunes or something? Nah, I don't want anything. I'm not giving anything. I don't want anything. I think it's a fair deal. What about that birthday present I got you? I got, a, got you a voucher to get your tarot read. I just don't want to get my tarot read because it's all bad news. I don't expect to be alive this time next year. Oh, no. oh, and on no. that cheery note, what are you getting people for Christmas? Or well, are you going the same as me? I've decided at some point this year, it was all cheer when this Christmas period started a couple of weeks ago. And let's face it, it does start mid-November, really, it does. And it's all that first rush, that first, you know, rush of love, which you all just grab onto and it's swell and you're spinning out. And then after about two weeks, you start noticing people getting really irritated. Well, that was it. Now there's just this deluge of irritated people on the streets, guys like sort of, you know, flinching in doorways, the whole deal. And I've got to say, that has eroded my mood a little. And to that, I've decided that, nah, I'm not ready for it. No one's getting any presents at all. 
I might send some emails with some little pictures on them to folks, you know, it's a bye-bye Christmas sort of thing, uh, something funny, make them laugh for about two seconds before they delete it. But I'm going to purchase my mother a New South Wales Christmas bush for $18. Okay. No, do you think she'll be happy with that? She'd better because I'm going to plan it on her the next day on Boxing Day. I think we should have something from you. You've uh, written a few poems there. I think it's an overview of the year. What is this poem going to encompass and what were you trying to reach when you wrote this? Well, um, quite often, uh, in order to look forward, uh, you need to look backwards, uh, which I do uh, quite a bit. I give a a good look back, apparently, I'm told. There was one particular day in high school. It was the end of the year when they try and fish around for things for you to do. I wasn't interested in going home. I spent a lot of time at home. I'll I'll hang out at school and, and do, you know, quiet study. Here's a poem that sums up 2015 and the last week of school. Akadak, school, quiet study, the library. I can't book the soundproof room. Read the paper, take some notes, forge signatures, and you can learn that. I can't study without Akadaka. It starts with that. Ak, Akadak, Akak, on and on all around. Librarians appalled. Ak, 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 Akadak, jumpers overheads, you know. You know, when you put your jumper over your head. I'm breaking out of the poem there for a bit of description. You know when you put your jumper over your head when it's all gotten too much? Fourth wall. Okay. Ack, ack, ack. Librarians run away. That's how it started. Library staff lock us in. Ack, ack, Dedicated to Bon Scott. With a bullet in his back. And in what way? Yeah, what? Does that relate to 2015? Well, uh, there's a moments of dullness interspersed with little outbreaks of sort of excitement and uh, akadaka. Chasing spotlights, sirens, rifles, firing. But he made it out with a bullet in his back. Here from Christopher Laird, part of the Radio Nowhere stable of wonderful audio entertainment. Mr. Laird, what are you up to Christmas 2015? Happy holidays, Maynard. It's Christopher Laird here from RadioNowhere.org. Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your very unemployed Christmas. Now that's a topic I think I can relate to rather well. It's been a real difficult year for us here at Radio Nowhere. But uh, thanks to good people like yourself and uh, those that believe in us and what we do, we're still clinging on just about. So we hope 2016 will be a lot better. But thank you so much for your support. It's because of good people like yourself we're still around. My favorite, favorite, favorite Christmas song of all time is The Christmas Waltz. 
I nearly didn't pick it because I've just been in this this downer mood for most of the year. I was looking at things like a Christmas card from a hooker in Minneapolis by Tom Waits. But we're going to end 2015 on an upbeat note. It was originally written for Frank Sinatra. But the reason why is he wanted uh, something other than White Christmas, I believe, as the story goes. I've chosen Nancy Wilson's version. The first time I ever heard it was on a Capitol Records sampler. My father used to work for Capitol Records when I was very, very young. We used to have promo records all over the place. This particular one had Nancy Wilson's Christmas waltz on it. I remember listening to it when I was little, and I just fell in love with it and it always makes me think of the magic of Christmas and how amazing Christmas can be if you spend it with the right people I think to you Maynard enjoy a cocktail with Nancy Wilson and the Christmas waltz this is Christopher Laird wishing all of you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a most joyous New Year Candles gleaming inside Painted candy canes on the tree Santa's on his way He's filled his sleigh with things Things for you and for me It's that time of year When the world falls in love Every song you hear Seems to say Merry Christmas May your new Yuletide people, Maynard here wishing you a very Merry Christmas. You know, the cranky old guy who lives down the end of my street threw a rock at me just before he said 2004 hasn't been too good of a year. I don't know. I had a good year. I spoke to Kate Pearson from the B-52. Well, I love singing Rome. I love singing Rock Lobster a lot. That's the point where the audience kind of rips off their whatever, you know, and goes berserk. I got soaking wet at Mardi Gras and managed to get lost. 
shy. I mean, you don't seem to be putting yourself forward tonight. I'm a Sydney gay nudist man, and I am very, very proud. And David Carradine wanted to beat my brains out. Now, that doesn't happen every day. You had the big success with Kung Fu, and you're not really known as a martial artist. Uh, how did you feel about that? How did I feel about what? But being known as an actor rather than as someone who is a practitioner of martial arts. Well, you want to go a couple around? Cut back on the coffee there, Dave. So, like the cranky old guy who throws rocks at children at the end of my street says, Merry Christmas! And a happy new Datsun. 2015 has been quite a year for music. Frankly, I haven't heard any of it and there's nothing I really like. When I thought, is there a song I could play from 2015 I liked? No, really, I didn't like anything. And nothing comes to mind. But Tony Push did. Pushy, what have you been listening to? Well, I do have a job and it is full-time and they do provide a company vehicle filled with stuff, including a radio. So whoever driving chooses the radio station. So we're listening to a commercial rock station. Well, I didn't know they played Lady Gaga. So it knocked me out. I was used to listening to ACDC and, you know, Stone Temple Pilots or whoever. So what was the track from Lady Gaga that rocked your world in 2015? I don't listen to a lot of Lady Gaga. and It was Bad Romance. I know it's a five-year-old tune. I've never heard it. It was the first time I'd heard it. Why I like it, it was such an earwig. It stuck in my head all day to the point when I was feeling seasick by about oh, after lunch. Not unusual, though. I do like it because it's, uh, it's bilingual. to Martin Place. You're listening to A Very Unemployed Christmas where Maynard is at his all-time low. Everyone's got stuff on except Tony Bush, who's joining me here. And I thought, we'll hear from Rob Darby in a moment. Rob Darby's been a pal throughout the year and he's always great on the Dumb Down Atheist podcast. He's had me on there a few times. Have you heard them? Yeah, I have heard you say some strange things, that's for sure. My amazing weight loss program... Oh, you haven't already got your headstone or plaque ready, have you, with the date already on it? Because that would be freaky. Funny you should mention that. No. What do you think I'm doing Christmas Day? I am tending grave sites with my father on Christmas Day. We are going to go to graveyards and tend our relatives' graves on Christmas Day. That's thoughtful. Yeah, it is sort of um, Dad's day. Hey, so so maybe go with, like, just doing what he wants. It's starting to rain. Great, yes, and, of course, with the feeling, I thought it would rain on us, so we'll just have to move. Here's Rob Darby, a bit of a Christmas greeting from the Dumb Down Atheist podcast, and we'll be back after it's stopped raining on us. Of course it does. Fuck this rain. Can't help but love you till the day that I die, so baby, why, but... Hello there. <laughs> it's Rob Darby here. Hello from the Dumbdown Atheist Podcast. It's your old reactionary stereotype redneck type friend. Just reminding you to say a Merry Christmas. Sorry, politically correct. Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays for all the little Maynardettes that are out there. 
and you can tune in to hear my podcast. Well, you don't tune in because you have to download it on a thing. Uh, the Dumb Down Atheist Podcast, where when Maynard's like not, you know, busy with that bloke in the wheelchair from the, 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 the All-Stars, or he's doing stuff for Richard Saunders, or hanging out at Madame Fru-Fru's, or down at the Hellfire. Basically, when Maynard is stuck in Newcastle with fuck all else to do, he sometimes appears on the podcast with me. Yeah, when he's like not flat out busy sort of thing. Merry Christmas to you, bar humbug and various things. So listen, 10,000 listeners, for, for Maynard's podcast. Want some of you come over and download mine, you lazy left-wing bastards? That's just a, a personal uh, thing there. A- and I've reworked a little joke for you because this, this, is, this is the theme of this year. What do you call a podcaster without a significant other? Unemployed. But listen, don't worry about that because... 98% of all actors at any given time are unemployed. You can aspire to greatness as well. And if that doesn't cheer you up, well, fuck it, there's always Prozac, uh, you know. <laughs> Suck on this. 13 incantations, 12 mystic handshakes, 11 auras shining, 10 Blavatsky doctrines, 9 Hindu bangles, 8 healing crystals, 7 chants of Krishna, 6 pagan rituals, 5 Marilyn Manson CDs. Bagels, three tarot cards, two bags of runes, and a weekend at a Buddhist retreat. So we've had the rain that's completely disorganised it and depressed me even further, which I didn't think was possible. We've had to exit the state. And thank you, Rob Darby. Good to hear a bit of positive message there in the show. When push comes to shove. What's going on? Moment with... Tony Push, who has had some interesting uh, altercations in the Novocastrian Newcastle area with the 100 bus. It's fairly famous. It's a fairly famous bogan-carrying bus. It does scud its way through the entire cross-section of Newcastle and Hunter Valley society. And because of that, the driver becomes severely affected. The driver of the 100 bus is rarely happy. This guy was supremely unhappy. But the 100 bus does have its own Twitter account. Look up the 100 bus and you'll find that it, it tweets occasionally. You can look up that one at home, listeners. But I've got a gripe about the 100 bus. So my economy weekend in Newcastle, uh, the one just gone, was to attend a Christmas event, yours... The, the Farce Awakens. But there must have been a Death Star canteen, yeah? There must have been a, a cafeteria downstairs in between battles where Darth Vader could just chill and go down. I will have the penne a la Arabiata. <laughs> You'll need a tray. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? This is not a game of who the fuck are you. <laughs> For I am Vader. Darth Vader. Lord Vader. I can kill you with a single thought. Well, you'll still need a tray. <laughs> no, I will not need a tray. I do not need a tray to kill you. I can kill you without a tray, with the power of the force, which is strong within me, even though I could kill you with a tray if I so wished. For I would hack at your neck with the thin bit until the blood flowed across the canteen floor. Now, the food is hot. You'll need a tray to put the food on. Oh, I see the food is hot. I'm sorry, I... I did not realize. <laughs> oh, trade for the. F- yes. I thought you were challenging me to the fight to the death. Fight to the death? I, this is a canteen. I work here. Yes, but I am Vader. I am Lord Vader. Everyone challenges me to a fight to the death. Lord Vader, Darth Vader. I'm Darth Vader. Lord, Sir Lord Vader. Sir Lord Darth Vader. Lord Darth, Sir Lord, Lord Vader of Cheem. 
Lord Baron von Wedeham. The Death Star. I've run the Death Star. What's the Death Star? This is the Death Star. You're in the Death Star. I run this star. This is the star. This is a fucking star. I run it. I'm your boss. You're Mr. Stevens. No, I'm... Who is Mr. Stevens? He's head of catering. I'm not head of catering. I am Vader. I can kill catering with a thought. What? I can kill you all. I can kill me with a thought. Just... Fuck... I'll get a tray. Fuck it. This one's wet. And this one's wet. And this one's wet. This one is wet. This one is wet. Did you dry these in a rainforest? Why? With the power of the Death Star, do we not have a tray that is fucking dry? I do not... No, no, no. I was here first. You have to form a queue if you want food. Uh, can I have a... Uh, oh, Penny Arabiata. That'd be very nice. No, no, no. Do, do you know who I am? That's Jeff Vader, that is. I am not Jeff Vader. I'm Darth Vader. What? Jeff Vader runs the Death Star? No, Jeff... No, I run the Death Star. You Jeff Vader? No, I'm Darth Vader. Are you his brother? Can you get his autograph? I can't get his... No, I'm Jeff... All right, I'm Jeff Vader. I'm Jeff Vader. Can I have your autograph? No, fuck off. Or I'll kill you with a train.
look, I'm coming to the next one. And the next one is on the Friday, the 15th of January, and we'll be screening the movie Starstruck and a few Australian shorts. Look it up at maynard.com.au or you could go to the Maynard Facebook page. Now, uh, Newcastle uh, Central Business District is renowned for its free bus service. That is until the 100 whizzes past you just as I was, I was a metre from the bus stop. Now, I've heard that the driver gets a bit snobby because he goes through all stratas from the knob rich to the poverty hungry. So he snobbed me. He didn't stop, he just kept going. He shot through like a hundred bus. That same thing has happened to me. But because I didn't signal properly, he drove past me and three other people. He drove past me because I wasn't standing exactly on the bus stop. I was a metre away from the bus stop and I was faffing around. I should have been staring him down and standing directly on the bus stop. I then caught the 2.30 bus, which goes a similar route, but a little bit happier, not much more. I stop it. Now, because I missed the 100 bus 11 minutes earlier, I then also became late for Maynard's Christmas movie show, The Fast Awakens. It also put me into one minute past eight, which was no longer free bus service. I waltzed on the 2.30. He went, hey, rather aggressively. Hey, mate, what do you think you're doing? I go, getting on. He said, this is not a free bus. Me thinking... Funny, when did they stop that? He says, they stop at eight o'clock. It was one minute past eight. I looked at the slappers, two slappers in ultimate Christmas garb right near the middle door. That's so they can get out easy if men started costing them. And I looked at them and I said, you didn't pay, did you? And they went, oh no, we didn't pay. Then they hopped off the bus. I was the only person on that bus that paid because I got on at one minute past eight because the 100 bus missed me. And then I arrived late at Maynard's Fast Awakens. And they say things are bad in Europe. Things are really bad in Europe. Yeah, but they don't miss the 100 bus there. Absolutely my point. Thank you. That's my Christmas experience. And that's why no one's getting in present except my mother. I think we should pick this Christmas song that you want, Tony, because I really haven't got one. I thought long and hard about this. Out of that thinking process was a beautiful, polite tune by the dynamic, lovely, done a thousand albums, a true man of the century, this and last, Mr Tom Waits, appearing in Australia on the Paul Hogan show, God bless him, with a delightful Christmas song. He's got two in his repertoire, that's Tom Waits, not Paul Hogan's, probably got thousands of Christmas songs in his repertoire. A Christmas card from a hooker in Minneapolis is just one of my favourite Christmas songs ever. This is a story called A Christmas Card from a Hooker in Minneapolis. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, and round your virgin mother and child. So tender and mild, and sleeping in heavenly pieces, sleep in heavenly peace. And she said, Dear Charlie, baby, I'm pregnant and I'm living on Ninth Street. Yeah, right above some dirty bookstore right off Euclid Avenue. Now stop taking dope and 
Baby, quit drinking whiskey. You know, my old man, you know, he plays the trombone. He works out at the track. And he says that he loves me even though it's not his baby. He says he's gonna raise him up just like he would his own son. And he gave me a ring once worn by his mother and well, you know the cat takes me out dancing pretty near every Saturday night oh, Charlie baby I still think about you every time I pass a filling station on account of all the grease you used to wear in your Believe it or not, I still got that record. A little Anthony in the Imperials. And I'm going out of my head over you. Out of my head over you. Out of my head over you. Oh, honey. And I miss you too. Charlie, baby, I almost went crazy. You remember when Mario got busted? I went back to Omaha and lived with my folks. But everyone I used to know was either dead or in prison. So I came back to Minneapolis. Baby, this time I think I'm going to stay. Charlie, remember, I think I'm happy For the first time since my accident I wish I had all the money We used to spend on dope Buy me a used car lot No, baby, I wouldn't sell any of them I think I'd just drive me a different car Every day, depending on Charlie, man, for Christ's sakes, man, you want to know the truth of it? I ain't got me no husband. Nah, you don't play the trombone neither. I need to borrow money to pay this lawyer and Charlie Hay. They say I'll be eligible for parole come Valentine's Day.
Tony, because you pick up lots of things on the internet, and I'd like to thank Craig Walker, great actor. I enjoyed him this year, his portrayal of Oscar Madison in The Odd Couple. He was great. It was great to see. It was like a real time capsule seeing that play. He uh, suggested, I want to spend Christmas with a Dalek by the English 60s go-go's. No connection to Belinda Carlisle sitting in the fountain, anything like that. Yeah, Dalek's a robot, isn't it? Yeah. Just checking. I'm gonna spend my Christmas with a Dalek And hug him underneath the mistletoe And if he's very nice I'll feed him sugar spice And hang a Christmas stocking from his big left toe And when we both get up on Christmas morning I'll kiss him on his chrome-inflated head And take him in to say hi to Mum And frighten Daddy out of his bed Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Happy Christmas Happy Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas pretty scared by that. We are actually on a, an occasional bench out the front of the bottle shop here on the corner of Forsyth Street and Glee Point Road. I have not cheered up one little bit. Oh, come on. Come on. I'll tell you now, you're not going to die. That's a 310. That's a rare one. Where's the 310 go? Oh, no, it is the first time I've ever seen a 310. I think the 310 goes through Newtown. I'm drinking a Spanish cider. And what are you drinking? A Czech Budweiser. So it's not an American one. Apparently that one has taste. This has got a delightful middle tongue woody sensation. At this section, we will insert a message from Tim Ferguson if he does one. It will either be something he has sent to us, or it will be something that I've already recorded last year and playing again, because Tim is making a movie, working with the Doug Anthony All-Stars, appearing on radio, and basically doing everything, and that's why there's no more Bunga Bunga for the time being, because he's too busy busy. He's Bunga Bunga busy busy. Hi, I'm Simon Day from Rackhat. Bunga Bunga. I'm experiencing most of the time, even in my sleep, Nothing but euphoria. <laughs> that little kid, I hate him. <laughs> Look at that. Look, maybe if you lift your game, he, he won't feel that way about your performance, Tim. Nothing has ever cut me so deeply to the quick. No blow ever struck by any arch-villain has ever hurt me so acutely as that little boy's boo. Don't want to be an American idiot. Don't want a nation under the new mania. Can you hear the sound of hysteria? The subliminal mind fuck America. Welcome to a new kind of tension all across the alienation. Everything isn't meant to be okay. TV dreams of tomorrow. We're not the ones who are meant to follow. But that's enough to argue. Treaties of the sweet land of liberty of the I sing God bless America Oh beautiful for spacious skies Oh say can you see by the dawn's early light La Cuca Racha La Cuca Racha Agenda. Now everybody do the propaganda And sing along in the age of paranoia
Tequila. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic with Maynard. And this Christmas, I'll be smearing every square inch of my body with boysenberry yogurt, getting ready for that festive holiday season. Everybody's crazy for those kinky boots, kinky boots. Kinky boots. And whether you're in evening dress or bathing suit. You wear boots, boots. I reckon poetry's making a comeback. Let's look at one of the great poets. Uh, The voice that on the burning deck? No, I don't like that one. Edgar Allan Poe, The Bells. Now, it's rather long. It goes for six stanzas. Did you shorten it? Yeah, I did shorten it. I I knew you'd say that. I I shortened it to all the good bits. Okay. You ready? I should be standing up, but I'm on work cover. And by the way, on the 17th of December, I think it is, at the Record Crate, have a look at the Record Crate, their Facebook page. They've got naked women read Dickens. They've got burlesque artists reading Charles Dickens' poems naked or semi-naked upstairs at the Record Crate. That's the 17th of December. Get along to that. That could be a fun show. Can I get on with my poem? Sure. Edgar Allan Poe. I'm really into poetry at the moment. I think poetry's going to make a bit of a comeback. And why not come back with Poe? Here we go. The Bells. Really, really famous Christmas poem. And I've, but I've made it shorter. The Bells. Hear the sledges with their bells, how they tinkle, tinkle, tinkle in the icy air of night with the crystalline delight. In a runic rhyme to the timbalimbalation, the bell so musically, how it swells, how it swells, how it swells, then like that for another six standards. The crowd loved it. Six standards more if you're interested, available on Google. Hello, Maynard, we need drugs, so call us on 02. You probably don't know who I am, but it's worthwhile calling because you might want to find out. Bye. Right about now, the funk soul brother. Check it out now, the funk soul brother. Right about now, the funk soul brother. Check it out now, the funk soul brother. Right about now, the funk soul brother. Check it out now. Right about now, the funk soul brother. Check it out now, the funk soul brother. Right about now, the funk soul brother. Check it out now, the funk soul brother. Right about now, the funk soul brother. Right about now, about now, about now, about now. No, 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 That was a special Christmas moment. Tony, as we sit here on yet another bench, on yet another year, I think it's been five or six years we've done, and of course, if you've been listening to the Maynard Christmas Offensive, where we released a Christmas show every day this week, leading up to this, I think that people are getting the idea that Christmas, it's just gone downhill, really. Yeah, I think this is the last one, really. I'm not going to do any more. We started full of thunder, and there was one or two blips on the, on the screen. But since apparently, well, it's not my idea, but your idea that you're dying this time next year. I'll be dead this time next year. So this really is our last Christmas. Yeah, that's what I mean. This is the last Christmas. You'll be living in a beach in Mexico. That would be a good outcome. 
AKA somewhere in Victoria. Someone who absolutely loves Christmas. Every year he enjoys it, and so he should, because he lives in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Not the same Bethlehem, the Bethlehem in the Bible. No, it's the Bethlehem where Philip Glass used to work in a metal shop. What other jobs did he have? Cab driver? Yeah, that's good enough. We'll hire him. He loves Bethlehem and it's a very Christmassy kind of city. And of course, they have the Bethlehem Inn. And I guess this year, once again, he will not take my dare of dressing up in the pantomime donkey and doing the Mary thing with the towel over his head and demanding there's room at the inn only to be told the Bethlehem Inn there isn't. And I thought a pantomime donkey and him doing that would be fantastic. But he, he refuses to do it. He goes off and does some musical show that people go to and makes him money instead. The Bethlehem Inn, is that where they change the light bulbs and the straw nightly? That's correct. I've driven past it. The Geologic Podcast is where you can get down to George. His weekly show is a fantastic podcast. It's a bit of a one-way friendship because you don't get to talk to him too much, but if you write in segments for Ask George... Ask George. He will answer questions on anything from atheism to fashion to what is the best thing to wear to a wedding to not insult the bride. In fact, there's nothing about him that can be faulted. In, in fact, if anything can be faulted about George, he is so good, he's annoying. And he looks healthy. Met him a number of times. He's a lovely man. Used to drive a Volkswagen. He's defected to the dark side. He's got himself a Japanese car now. We don't talk about that. If anyone can lift your spirits singing one of my favourite Christmas songs of all time from the Geologic Podcast, it's Geo, George Arab. Ho, ho, ho. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Hey, it's George Robb from the Geologic Podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Maynard, do you know you're my favorite person that has both an M and a Y in their first name? It's true. It's true. Merry Christmas, my friend. And just to uh, have an appropriate little number here, here's a song called The Man with the Bag. And that has nothing to do with his anatomy, I promise you. But enjoy. Have a great Christmas. Here's to a happy new year and all kinds of fun stuff that's going to be coming up for everyone. Happy holidays. Merry Xmas, etc. Here, everyone, sing along. Old Mr. Kringle soon gonna jingle the bells that'll tingle all your troubles away. Everybody's waiting for the man with a bag. Christmas is coming again. He's got a sleigh full, it's not gonna stay full. Stuff that he's dropping every stop of the way. Everybody's waiting for the man with a bag. Christmas is coming again. He'll be here. Answers to the prayers that you made through the year. You'll get yours if you've done everything you should. Extra special good he'll make this December the one you'll remember. The best and the merriest you ever did have. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag. Christmas is here again. Christmas is coming again. He'll be here with the 
answers to the prayers that you made through the year. You'll get yours if you've done everything you should. Extra special good he'll make this December the one you'll remember. The best and the merriest you ever did have. Everybody's waiting, anticipating, waiting for the man with the bag. Here he comes. And the beat goes on. time to take time out from that seasonal shoplifting that we all love so much to have a look at some of the, shall we say, songs that have been dished up at this time of the year because at Christmas basically anything goes in the music world. Perhaps even you have a Christmas record out this year. The perennial favourite of Christmas has to be Do They Know It's Christmas, the Band-Aid single, here done by one of my favourite LA lounge singers, Richard Cheese. Do they know it's Christmas, Richard? Well, they might not know this version. I can't sing that part. No. Someone else sing that part. All right. And who can forget that children's Christmas classic, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Drag Queen? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Drag Queen Had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw it You would even say it Late, great James Brown swings with Santa's got a brand new bag. Tell us about it, James. Merry Christmas! Happy New Year! I love you! Have a good chair! I love you! One of the great unsung, unloved, and even unnoticed Christmas tracks of all time has to go to Clarence Carter. You may remember Clarence's name because Clarence Carter is the man who gave us that great feminist hit, Strokin'. But this time, it's all about Santa, who goes around visiting people after their husbands have gone to work, usually sneaking up the driveway. He's got one eye on the presents and one eye on the door. Clarence Carter with that beautiful and moving Christmas classic, Backdoor Santa. And may we take this opportunity here to wish you, your family and your maxed out credit card a very Maynard Christmas. Come on in, Backdoor Santa. I don't even want to know about the chimney. They call me Backdoor Santa. I make my runs about the break of day. They call me Backdoor Santa. I make my runs about the break of day. Oh, oh, oh. 
Wow, it's pretty hard to top that. I think we're going to have to call a halt to the final Very Maynard Christmas. Thank you for listening to a very unemployed Christmas. I wish you all a very happy Christmas. Uh, I don't have an original thought about Christmas. Well, all I was going to say was something I read, which is you can't buy happiness, but you can buy a good set of eyebrows, and that's kind of the same thing. To take us out... Mr B, the gentleman driver, from his Christmas album this year, explaining the kind of thing that can happen if you get caught up in the whole Christmas thing and you find yourself in a nasty situation at Tesco's in the UK. But if you're in Australia, you could find yourself in Kmart, Target, IGA, any of those places could lead to the ugly situation that is mentioned in this song. It's farewell from the very last ever Maynard Christmas special. Yeah, it's very well for me. Maybe can I do one on my own next year? I don't know who will give the microphone to. Speak to my executor. And on that cheery note, this is what can happen to you if you take Christmas just a little bit too seriously. Yes, look, Merry Christmas all the same. It did start fine, but elements came into play that just weren't worthy of the season. A very unemployed Christmas. The poverty edition. I hear that Christmas can be tricky when you're a dad. So here's a cautionary tale, an extraordinary fail. Pass it on to others and hopefully they'll think twice about the choice of parenting style. So do allow me now to regale you for a while. Are you all sitting comfortably? I shall begin. My chum Super Dicky has a son named Billy and the young man's really rather good. So when young Billy requested what he really, really wanted for Christmas, Dickie said he would buy whatever it was for the boy because the boy had been as good as gold. So when he found the last one in the supermarket, some other blighter had also grabbed a hold. So they toured and froze between politeness and goading in the aisle as the public stood and stared. As their pleas for worthiness were heard and their toy-based grievances were verily aired. Till eventually Dickie got a little excited and an argument turned into fisticuffs. When I heard what had happened I thought, Dickie, that was really rather risky stuff. As Dickie rain blows down upon the chap's head Somebody screams, stop, he's already dead As the body lay lifeless beneath the strip lighting It dawned on Dickie now that Christmas was less inviting The thought of the festive season banged up in a cell Began to make a protagonist feel a tad unwell He asked me to tell his son what he'd done I thought that'll be fun I called Billy and began with this Just simply I saw your father beat a man to death in Tesco's the Rosses, they arrived and informed him that he'd best go Off to choke you for a couple of years or so He asked if I'd let his dearest and his dearest know That if you want to see your father at Christmas, I wouldn't expect so Sorry But please don't cry It really wasn't your father's fault, you know many ways you really should uh, blame yourself. Anywho. I saw your father beat a man to death in Tesco's. Don't shoot the messenger.
on maynard.com.au. Good morning, it's Maynard here. I'm ringing about your big safari suit offer. The what, sir? The safari suit offer. Right. Uh, can I speak to the safari suit department, please? Yes. Is, was it in the catalogue? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the one that's going for 49 bucks. Right. I'll put you through. Hold on. Good morning. Oh, good morning. It's Maynard here. That is the safari suit department, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, good. Look, I couldn't help noticing your, uh, your rather loud ad. In. How, how have they been selling? Uh, quite well. Oh, really? Now, $49 is pretty cheap for safari suit. Are these old ones you're trying to fob off, or are these new? Beg your pardon? Are these, like, old, sort of ones you had out the back for a couple of years no, in the mid-70s not. and you've sort of brought them forward? How many have you sold so far? Quite a few. Oh, right. Now, what sort of person is the average sort of safari suit buyer? Well, this is the only one that we've had in stock. Oh, I see. Right. So what are you selling more of, the beige or the bone? Uh, the, the, um, the bone we've sold quite a significant amount of. Is there a typical customer that would be a safari suit buyer? Uh, probably a gentleman around the 50-year-old mark. Uh, carrying a bowls bag, perhaps. Pardon? Carrying a bowling bag. Could be. Mm, a lawn bowler or something like that. Very nice, too. Now, the ad says the safari suit is back. Do you think that the trendier stores will be getting into these safari suits pretty soon? They could be. Mm. OK, well, look, I hope you move them. I think $49 is pretty good. I mean, how many have you really sold? Oh, over the 100 mark. Over 100, so there's 100 people now with brand-new safari suits. That's correct. And, you, you, you know, you wouldn't want to give me a tip on whether grey or bone is the colour to buy. What do you reckon? Oh, well, actually, they're both nice. Hmm, OK. Well, look, I, I'm personally attracted to a man wearing a grey safari suit. Is there any, you know, do you think there's anything sexual about the whole thing? I beg your pardon? Do you think there's anything sexual about the safari suit? I think it's called a joke. Well, it took a while to get there. Look, thanks for talking to us, and good luck with uh, selling the safari suits. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, you! Mm-hmm.